Hi guys, it's Kara, host of Everyone's Business But Mine. And let's be real, one thing that makes the show possible is by selling sponsorships to advertisers. One way you can support us in getting more sponsors is by telling us a little bit more about yourself. You can do that by filling out a quick survey at the link in the show description. Plus, your answers are anonymous. They'll help us learn what you love most about the show and how to make it even better. The questions will ask you about the things that help advertisers understand the audience. It'll only take a few minutes, and it's an easy way to help the show. So you can find the link in the show description. Thank you so much, and stay tuned for the rest of the show. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to another episode of Everyone's Business, but mine with me, Kara Berry, our pop culture roundup and winter house finale recap. Um, let's start it off. I had a lovely conversation with my friend Maya about winter house. So you'll check that out after this, but um, I want to start off with maybe a, a new segment. I don't know if it's going to be a weekly thing, but we're definitely going to kick it off this week. And that segment is called Duh Bitch. And I'm just going to tell you what the segment is. I'm going to announce that it's a Duh Bitch segment. I'm going to tell you what the person said or did. And then I'm going to sit there in silence for three seconds because Duh Bitch. So here we go. Our inaugural member of the Duh Bitch Hall of Fame goes to none other than Nick Cannon, who said... Um, on the checkup with Dr. David Agus, it's a Paramount Plus show. Um, he says that he feels guilty about not being able to spend enough time with his um, 11, almost 12 children. He goes on to say, being a father of multiple kids, it's always the biggest guilt on me that I don't get to spend enough time with all of my children. One, because I'm always working. And two, because I'm just spread too thin. And that was the end of... The inaugural segment, duh, bitch. Well, anyway, let's move on. Before I forget, I just wanted to let you know, I was on a podcast called Who Asked Me with um, Zell last week. We talked about uh, Potomac. We talked about Harry and Meghan. We talked about the White Lotus finale and uh, a bunch of other stuff, other housewife stuff. So check that out. Who Asked Me with Zell Brooks. 
great episode. Um, our next segment is going to be, can I get a hell yeah? And that's going to another ain't shit daddy, isn't it? None other. Well, it's actually not going to him. It's going to Marley Nichols. Um, baby mama of one Tristan Thompson, the same baby that, uh, Tristan tried to, uh, have Marley abort. So he could pay her off for $75,000. The one he lied to Chloe about the one he claimed was not his until he had to admit that the paternity, uh, test did in fact rule, um, you know, uh, that way I wouldn't say in his favor, because it doesn't seem to be. Um, and also the one who told Marley at one point, I don't have a job, so you're not going to get shit from me. Um, and I'm going to make sure I don't have a job so I don't have to pay child support. So um, he's going to have to be paying $9,500 a month in child support for their one-year-old son, Theo. Ha ha. Tee So he still is an unsigned free agent, by the way. Still ain't got no job, but... He still has to pay that money. Doesn't seem to matter because, you know, you still have money from the other stuff, right? So Barley also has sole custody of their baby. Um, They're trying to work out a visitation schedule at some point. And Thompson will also be listed on Sweet Baby Theo's birth certificate as the father. So (laughs) congratulations to you, Marley. You did it, girl. I don't. I wouldn't recommend anything that you did, but you did, you did that. You did that. Okay. And we can't take that away from you. Can we? Our girl of the week, of course, is going to Kelsey, former friend. I don't even know if you could call her a former friend. Doesn't seem like it. Um, of one Megan, the stallion, uh, person who also happened to be in the car when Megan got shot by that disgusting tiny little man Tory Lanes. so the this is something that I've been really wanting to talk about for a long time but I just I don't know for some reason I didn't but fear not I've been pissed off about this whole situation I've been pissed off at the people who insist that somehow uh Megan wasn't shot in her feet that she's been lying this whole time. The amount of people who have been in support of Tory Lanez saying that he didn't do anything. Um, rah, rah, rah. Been pissed about the whole thing. It's we're pro um, pro Megan podcast over here. Make no mistake. We go up for that bitch. So for those of you who don't know the story uh, back in, gosh, was maybe like July of 2020, uh, Megan, Tori Lanes, and Kelsey were at a party over at Kylie Jenner's house. Following that, they leave, and next thing we know, there are helicopters up in LA. Uh, there's blood coming from Megan's feet. She's, uh, you know, got her hands up. She's limping. Clearly, something's going on. And like I said, Kelsey's also there. I think it's also important to explain Kelsey and Megan's relationship. Like Kelsey was her assistant and her best friend, but this was like some serious family shit. Megan lost her mother and grandmother, like right as she was about to explode, she created this whole chosen friend group to like, you know, in the very beginning. And they used to hang out all the time. I used to watch her Instagrams. They would go live. They would be here, there and everywhere, like every location they'd be with Megan. Like, they really created their own family. So this is not just like, oh, this is my bestie from like back in high school. This was like, we worked together. They were together all the time. They were like family through and through. 
Megan has kept her story straight this entire time, saying that the cops came because I think somebody called, not because of Tori shooting her. Megan at first says she didn't want to put um, Tori in, like, quite literally a possible line of fire because we have to remember this is, you know, summer of 2020. We're in the midst of all these George Floyd protests. Um, You know, Black people are getting hunted for sport by the police. So she's like, even though this man shot her, she didn't want to get him in trouble. So she's just like, I don't know. I think this was broken glass. I, I don't know what happened. She also claimed in a conversation, an interview that she did with Gail, um, that she was offered a million dollars by Tori to keep quiet. So this whole time, this tiny, terrible little man uh, has been claiming his innocence. He made an album. He's been talking about it. He's been saying that he was framed. Like, no possible way that he had anything to do with it. I think at one point he was claiming that Megan shot, you know, Kelsey shot, like, this whole thing. He's just, is he's been the height, and that's ironic, because he doesn't have much of it, of just shitheadedness. So on top of this, Kelsey's whack ass. Also, she's not a musician, not a rapper. At some point, the relationship between Megan and Kelsey sours. Um, Kelsey does this lame, lame diss track towards Megan, you know, talking about the whole situation. One of the rumors about why they got into an altercation in the first place was about Megan and Kelsey sleeping with the same dudes, right? This was made claim in a preliminary hearing uh, back in December. And Kelsey says this was a lie. There were rumors about uh, there being an initial argument because Tori and Megan were hooking up, but then Tori was flirting with Kylie at this party. Megan felt some type of way. She, and then they left and then, you know, an argument ensued from there. There had been rumors about Kelsey and Megan getting into it because Kelsey slept with, you know, these men, Ben Simmons, including one of them, uh, who happens to be what Kendall's ex-boyfriend, I believe. Um, he's, this came out in court. He said, not true. So we get to this court case, Tori, whose name is Daystar, by the way. Yeah. Um, he has been charged with discharging a firearm with gross negligence, assault with a semi-automatic firearm, carrying an unregistered firearm in a vehicle. And um, I believe there is a new felony firearm charge that was added right before the trial. He's looking at, you know, possibly a couple decades in uh, the jail because of this. The stunt queenery began pretty much immediately with Tori Daystar bringing his child to the courthouse. There are pictures of him with the kid on his back, you know, like being the doting father. How fucked up is that? Why would you bring your kid to court? Why would you bring your kid to court for over allegations of shooting a woman? That's sick. There's clearly the desire to look like a good person by toting your child around in a courthouse. The kids, maybe five, six, seven, I don't know, something in that range, too young to be there. This is not like a kid can't possibly know what's going on. He's being used as a prop and that's it. If I, I was talking to Liz Bentley about this. If we were in the jury, like that, 
I would be like guilty. The man's guilty. Like he's clearly trying to make himself look better. Guilty. Throw the book right at him. So the trial begins. Megan, as she's been doing this whole time, tells the same situation. Tori, uh, she gets out of the car. Tori reaches over and yells dance bitch at her and starts shooting at her feet. Right. And then she gets the, the fragments. So she takes a stand, I believe on day two and, you know, says what she's been saying says how much of an issue this has been for her, how horrible it's seeing being the backlash against her and how so many people in the male dominated hip hop industry have come out in defense of Tori and says at one point, I wish he would have just killed me if I knew that I had had to go through all this. There's footage of her walking into the courthouse with somebody being like, Oh Megan, why'd you lie on that boy? And also you look real good. Fuck you. Like, this is misogyny at its finest. It's her fault, but also you want to be like, oh, hey, pretty girl, and, and like, try to flirt with her? Literally choke. Also, Tori made claims that perhaps it was Kelsey who uh, shot Megan instead because of their little, like, girl jealousy with each other because they were fucking the same dude. No. So on day three of the trial, Kelsey takes a stand and she's like, I don't even want to be here. Megan's painting me out to be this bad friend. Uh, you know, blah, blah, blah. And my reputation's being ruined by this. Yada, yada, yada. But here's where this bitch messes up. Is that they have her statement from like right after the incident where she's talking about exactly what happened. So the lawyer asks her, do you remember claiming that Tori threatened to shoot Megan. And she goes, do I have to answer that? So the judge says, yeah, you do. And she goes, okay, well, yeah, I did say that. And the lawyer says, okay, did you say that was in the car? She says, yes. And he goes, what did he do? What did he say? She pleads the fifth. They ask her, why don't you want to answer that question? And her response is, I don't want to be here. So then we get to day four and she has to take the stand again. They're asking, why is it that the things that you said in the initial report are so different from what you're saying now? So in September, in a statement to prosecutors, Kelsey reportedly corroborated Megan's account of what happened. She told them that Tori had threatened to shoot her uh, before he actually did. But then... When she's on the stand, she claims that some of her statements were not accurate because the night was a blur and they were under the influence. She goes on to say that she never saw Tori Daystar shoot Megan, but they have text messages where Kelsey's texting Megan's bodyguard saying, help, Tori shot Megan, 911. So then she says, well, I just texted him that because I was making assumptions of what happened. Bitch, you were in the car. You were in the back seat. What are you talking about? So the attorney asks the very great question, what's going on with you today? <laughs> what happened between the statements that you made in September and today? When you spoke to us in September, you gave a lot of detailed statements about what happened. So what's, why is it different from what's happening now? It, what happened that made you forget everything? She um, earlier claimed that she was a new mother and um, somebody died close to her. And so she... Her response was, well, I already told you what I was going through. <laughs> so somehow she forgot because she got pregnant. In a, at a time and space that had nothing to do with what actually happened. Way after the fact, she got pregnant. And so, oops, I forgot everything. 
So initially, the trial wasn't going to allow this um, 80-minute interview that Kelsey did with the prosecution, but (laughs) day five, we get to hear it. So in that uh, claim, she tells the authorities, Tori stops a car at some point because he wanted to kick them out of the car. Pretty much immediately... After Megan gets out of the car, she hears gunshots. And by the third or fourth gunshot, she realizes that it was Tori shooting Megan, leaning over the front seat and aiming in Megan's direction. In that, she says, and I quote, the way Tori was angling the gun, it wasn't like straight. It was down, definitely in Megan's direction. But she says that she didn't hear him say anything. Okay. So that's basically where we left off with the trial. So that'll... Uh, continue I guess this week Daystar by the way is Canadian and I just need that man to be extradited like even if for some reason he does not get in trouble for this which he absolutely should I need him out of our country sorry Justin you can handle him Bieber or Trudeau doesn't matter to me so anyway Kelsey that's why you're the girl of the week and probably next week I've truly never seen a worse friend a whacker bitch than Kelsey Harris and I'm saying that and you put that on record maybe I'll make my own diss track about it how about that and honestly there's not too much left after that you guys I mean maybe I don't want to say I told you so but the streets are talking about how Courtney and Kim don't fuck with each other anymore haven't really been speaking and it's been a real cold war between them and I don't want to say I told you so but I will say that I previously said that in a podcast so with that I will let you guys go you can check out my fabulous winter house finale recap with Maya um and yeah do I feel like I have something to say We're going to have some really special episodes, you guys. Maybe you've heard a couple of podcasters talking about it. But if you didn't, I'm going to keep the secret and you'll find out next Monday. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank me for speaking. I just want to know what you need from me in order to have a friendship and relationship because it's important to me. I don't want that type of friendship. I'm not going to tolerate you talking to me like that in that tone and just lashing out at me every time because I don't do that to you and I'm not that type of friend to you. My therapist said, I have to do what I have to do to protect my peace. And she was right. I'm at the point where I'm just like really done. I really need to keep my distance. Now we can just fully move on. And that is the best closure that I could have ever asked for. You guys, we are at the official end of season two of Bravo's Winter House, and I couldn't do it alone. Join with me today as maybe one of the other eight people that are watching this show, my dear friend Maya. Hi. Hello. <laughs> um, that's uh, that's true. I think, you know, there's there's eights of us. Right. There's eights of us watching this show. That's That's how it feels. And yeah. and I also feel like it got to the end and I was like, why did I watch this? <laughs> I loved season one. I really did. I did um, too. But yeah, this one, you know, like it was fine. It was fine. It, it did there what were, it had to do. And, you know, it's I'm not <laughs> saying that they shouldn't do it. It's just like I'd like them to do it pretty much, you know, every year they do Summer House. But I'd like the opportunity to complain about how bad I think it is. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. So since I didn't cover last week's episode, we do have to like touch on two very important things because that was like the main theme for the finale. One, uh, well, a few things. Yeah. So one, Jessica's feeling some type of way because people dared to give her good advice about not giving her entire heart to Corey. And she's taking this as a personal jab against her and her hot face or whatever. Um, Secondly, uh, Jessica told Rachel at the bar something along the lines of, you know, guys might come to me because of my tits and ass, but they might stay for you and how different that is, like our experiences with men. So Rachel's feeling some type of way about that and she wants to confront Jessica about it. And then the other thing is uh, Austin and Sierra. I, this man, I really wanted to like reach through the TV and just throttle him because they're playing a game. <clears throat> he asks who, you know, the general question of when was the last time you fucked somebody? Sierra says it was right before I came here. And Austin feels like this is the height of hypocrisy that she dare open her legs to somebody else, even though he has a whole ass alleged girlfriend that he has back home and also tried to bring into the winter house. So that's where we're at with everybody. Austin is such a joke. Austin is a liar. Like, I mean, he has, and I'm actually shocked that nobody like called out the lie. Like, but maybe I'm thinking through, like, I'm thinking about like a few episodes ago where I think he was having a conversation with Luke, but I couldn't remember who else was there about how Sierra was the last person he had sex with. Right. And um, at, even at the time that struck me as weird because it was like, wait, you like have had a whole, at, like you have, you and Olivia have decided to be in a relationship together. For months like, at this point. Yeah, it's literally for months <clears throat> and you haven't had sex with her. But then again, like in this fight that he's having with Sierra, like over the game that they're playing, like, he says that the last person that he had sex with was his girlfriend, Olivia, to her. Mm. Now, that could have just been Austin trying to save face with Sierra or, like, equally, like, Austin trying to stir up drama by telling Luke that the last person he had sex with was Sierra. Right. But, like, it's an inconsistency either way. Like, the, the man lied either way. And it just, like, punctuates how absurd he is being in treating Sierra like this. It, absolutely also the way he was able to get away with Lindsay, uh Ugh, yeah. you know like it's just wild do you think that Lindsay just see to me that's a perfectly fair reason to get activated on Lindsay's part and it's almost like she played it too cool to where i'm like i think that maybe did happen Lindsay. <laughs> you know I think you know that's a fair judgment because but I also think that like she knew that like I, I maybe this is also like I, I I think it could go either way I think you were right like the lack of activation could indicate like it's true or it could be like she was thinking like nobody actually cares about the substance of this all they're trying to do is get me activated and I'm not going to give them that true and yeah. um And either way, to be honest, like, I think, like, it kind of strikes me as, regardless of whether or not it's true, like, Carl and Lindsay don't care about it. And I think that it is perfectly fair for her to, like, like, 
just like shut it down and say it didn't happen frankly whether or not it did because I'm not even really sure I care what if it happened I I don't either like (laughs) it seems very clear that like one she's not the one who said that they were starting to be official at at the wedding she never said that that was exactly what was going around so exactly so like it's fair to have maybe a couple weeks where you're kind of talking to somebody and maybe you hook up with somebody else like that's perfectly fine I don't really think that's weird I mean and certainly like Amanda (laughs) and Paige don't have much room to be like coming down on Lindsay about this like when you know especially like in defense of Carl when like we know Kyle cheated on Amanda and we just had a whole storyline about like Craig hooking up with Naomi when he, during the time that he and Paige were talking and Kristen Cavallari let the record <laughs> to play. mention oh how could I forget <laughs> Kristen um yeah so all of this is just like very very weird so the plan is for them to have some sort of southern hospitality we have manners I guess party and Austin is acting like in a confessional I don't really understand where Sierra and I went left because in my experience we've had like a nine no a 10 out of 10 uh you know dynamic up until this what Austin doesn't know how to count I guess is is the answer (laughs) like I mean the man doesn't know math that's what that's giving me yeah unless you think one is good and 10 is or (laughs) yeah like I don't understand how you think that um he's so so wild uh Rachel says she's still dealing with what Jessica said to her she is an Asian American woman adopted into a white family in a white town, and she felt very othered growing up and very um, unwanted by the male gaze. And she's just like, she's not dealing with it. She doesn't want to deal with this shit anymore, and she's going to shut this down with Jessica. So the Charleston Tea Party begins. <clears throat> Sierra stands up and asks, What is it that you shouldn't say? at a dinner party right and everybody's like cunt shit fuck abortion anal (laughs) all stuff um so yeah she's like yeah okay just don't say those four letter words um anybody who breaks the rules gets punished for by taking a shot so rachel clink 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 clinks her glass and it's like i got something to say first of all jessica you made me really uncomfortable um, you made me feel like guys aren't interested in me because I don't have tits or ass or they don't really care about my looks and, you know, just per- my personality, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> Jason, J- Jessica tells Rachel, that's not really how I experience the conversation. But then she says in a confessional that what she meant was that she feels like guys only care about her looks. Jessica feels like guys only care that she's the literal hottest person on the planet. Nobody's ever seen a better looking person than her according to her and the the guys are really just more interested in Rachel like they're not really interested in her what she does in the metaverse what the fuck the metaverse actually is what her last name is that they just are really just care about her looks right but that still doesn't sound good no I mean I think it's like I I I understand what Jess thinks she's saying Yes. And I can understand her feeling. I can totally, you know, it is a bit like, you know, the tears of a hot girl, but like, on the other hand, like, you know, I understand like feeling upset that like, you know, 
people don't see you for who you actually are, right? For like sure. they, like, you know, they only have, like, they have a very shallow viewpoint and they don't really like care about you as a person. And that is hurtful to you. I can absolutely understand that. I, I have no idea why Jess would, well, I do have ideas, right? Like, but like the part that that goes awry is by just like having to bring up a comparison to Rachel to make that point. Like you don't need to make a comparison to somebody else and say like, but you, you have so much substance, but I mean, like, look at you, right? Like that's the subtext of what she's saying. It's like, it's a compliment to your personality because my God, look at you. It's just, it's like, and I mean, you know how like women who, and, and men, but I don't, I don't want to have that conversation now. I just want to talk about women, um, women who don't fit like this, like you know, the ideal beauty standards of all types have to deal with that, right? Like, I mean, you know, like fat women or just like, you know, disabled women, just like people who don't fit like the mold of what like the ideal beauty standard is supposed to be have to deal with that feeling of like, oh, I'm ugly and like, you know, guys don't like me and it's insurmountable and like, if people are able to surmount that, it must be because my personality has to be absolutely fantastic. And like race right. is a whole other component layered uh, yeah. on top of that. Like, yeah, which was she brought up last episode. Yes. Like the fetishization is yep. just a, yet another hurdle that you have to deal with, especially when you're, you know, obviously when you're dating interracially, it's like, yep do you like me like if you are into my looks are you too into my looks like what's yeah going on here? <laughs> exactly it's like but how like what about my looks are you into right. like is it like could I just be like any brown black Asian woman like is that like the what's the weirdness here like mm-hmm. it's yeah and I mean look that is a like hard conversation to have and um I don't think that in any world Jess would be prepared to have that conversation with somebody like Rachel to be honest and that yeah that is a comment about Rachel's substance over Jess right for sure but I mean yeah. Jess is the one who creates this narrative of, I'm so yes. hot I'm so hot and everything bad happens to me because I'm hot girls don't like me because I'm hot guys only like me because I'm hot it's just like girl you really need to grow up <laughs> yeah and and any benefit of the doubt that I was prepared to give her in terms of like you know it is valid to be upset that like you feel like men don't like you for the substance of who you are. Like any sense of that is completely like, like that goes away totally later. Like I can't give her the benefit of the doubt. She meant what she said the way that Rachel took it. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Um, And I wrote a hard note about that. We'll talk (laughs) about that later. Same. So Rachel says she wants to bring up another point, but Amanda's like, actually, I'll take the wheel on this one. Um, Jessica, why did you have this conversation with Kyle about yada, yada, yada? And Craig was like, wait, what does Kyle have to do with any of this? (laughs) 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 Um, But Paige then is like, oh, um, Jessica told Kyle that she's mad at me and Jason because uh, we were meddling too much in her business or we were trying to diminish her relationship and be pessimistic about it when literally what they were doing is just saying yo be careful guard your heart like have fun but don't take this shit too seriously which is a fair thing to say and I would never experience that as somebody being like we don't support this I mean not only is that fair life advice but to be frank like and this only occurred to me now it didn't really 
I didn't think of it this way when I watched it, but it's also like very good reality show advice. Kind of yeah. like, girl, we're like the season is about to be over. We're about to stop filming. You might right. look embarrassed. Like you might come off as embarrassing if you don't like kind of moderate how you're acting towards him. Exactly. That's how like, I like that's how I think about what Paige said when I think back on it, actually. A thousand percent. Like if anything, they were being better friends to you by trying to help you out here. Like get your head out of the clouds and like snap to reality girl like you guys don't even live in the same state and she looks like an idiot yeah she looks like an idiot (laughs) yeah oh my gosh so jason gets more mad than i've ever seen him i think his voice maybe got to a five five and a half maybe six (laughs) and he's like listen i'm the one who brought you here so no offense to you kyle but if you want to if you feel some type of way about me can you have that conversation with me instead of telling other people like i don't like that shit so Paige says, I don't want to hear this because this is stupid. I've been nice to you. You keep saying that I don't like you or I'm coming for you for whatever reason. And I'm not, this is my boyfriend's best friend. And this, you know, was a little shady, but she's like, you know, I have to like somebody cause that's his girlfriend, <laughs> which wasn't like, I like you. It just was like, you know, I know the game here. <laughs> exactly. <But> still. <laughs> but still um so jessica's like i just feel like everybody's coming for me but she does tell rachel that she would like to have a one-on-one conversation with her and rachel's like listen i just need you to be as self-aware about what you're saying as you expect everybody else to be that was the such a killer i'm so glad rachel said that right like because i mean jess has like been doing this whole like they don't compliment me enough bullshit like and and even there like again like if you really want to give her the benefit of the doubt it's really like you know you want she wants people to like be conscious in how they're acting with her or whatever god Mm -hmm. i had to really stretch to like make that one go in her favor but i tried (laughs) but like you know she can't and like I'm I'm actually not going to touch the Justin Luke stuff, but just like the expectation that like Luke also be able to like read her body language and like understand how she's feeling, but she's not mm-hmm. giving any kind of like regard for other people in this way. And I'm so glad that like Rachel just called her out on it like that. Yeah, that was like a smarter thing than I've said in years, probably. <laughs> I did like cringe a little when Rachel first brought it up at the whole dinner because it kind of struck me as like, oh, you're like, new to reality tv enough where you're like i know i need to like make this a scene Uh with people but like you actually would have been better served because now having it as an audience she's going to be able to make herself a victim you would have been better served if you had like pulled her aside after dinner because the cameras would have come with but it wouldn't have been the full like stopping dinner for it but it it, you know i'm not i don't begrudge her because i think she was also like kind of visibly nervous to bring it up so i get just like wanting to do it when you have the guts to do it yeah yeah definitely um so while everybody's going back and forth about what jessica said about her not relationship with Corey, rachel's still clearly upset and i'm saying this officially i've never been more attracted to kyle in my whole life oh my god i had the same reaction (laughs) i was like oh my god kyle this is so hot he gets up he goes over to her he's like whispering in her rachel's ear like i i understand why you're upset and rachel says in a confessional this is just another instance where i just wanted to say how i feel like i didn't want this to be a whole big thing i just wanted my you know feelings to be recognized but suddenly now it's all about jessica so 
you know, Kyle's trying to soothe her and be like, I hear you. I see you. We see each other, this whole thing. Austin even speaks up and is like, hey guys. Imagine um, feeling good about an Austin moment. I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, hey guys, I think we kind of lost the plot here. It feels like Rachel's still upset and maybe we should not make this about whatever Paige is pissed off about. But Paige is like, "Uh, you're not going to say shit to me about anything about my treatment of women, not you. So then things really go left. I have to take a demerit off of Paige for this one because she wasn't getting it. Yeah, I I had the same reaction. I I just wrote like, shh. Right. Like, just like, (laughs) this is, I I was in favor of what Paige was doing, but wish that I did feel like she co-opted the moment from something that needed to be discussed about Rachel. Definitely, for sure. Uh, So Amanda actually takes Rachel away from the table. It's like, you don't have to listen to any of this shit. Like, don't don't and then I really liked what Amanda said because Rachel was talking about how upset she was and she goes over and says I understand and then she goes I actually don't understand which I thought was fair like good yeah. for you to being like yeah I don't get this and I'm not gonna yeah. like coddle you by pretending like I do yeah. um so then Austin's feeling some type of way because you know you know anytime a man speaks up in this group I get yeah fuck off Austin see we've already (laughs) circled he had one moment where I was like oh Austin wow look at you and nope already lost us again Uh, honestly uh I screamed when Sierra he gets up (laughs) Sierra just looks at him and goes god to be insecure and white and tall (laughs) do I love Sierra now I do (laughs) I certainly did this episode finally finally uh, the light is in her eyes again like i good i know like four sh- like seasons of shows in where she's been on summer house twice right yeah like yeah. Uh, end of winter house season two i'm like sierra i'm with you this was i love i actually i loved sierra this episode so yeah and, and only this episode because she one year, <sighs> as soon as she walked into the summer house lost me as soon as she told Luke that he should be texting her after nine yes and it's just been years of chaos since then and finally we're back we're back in business I'm um, with you um so Jessica tries to go into the kitchen to apologize to Rachel Rachel's like not I'm not trying to do this right now not tonight then a confessional Jessica is I should have known because I was spending too much time with the guys and the girls went to their wine tasting and that's just a recipe for them to talk shit about me or I don't know, maybe it's like your behavior. Maybe, maybe it's your the way that you treat people. Maybe it's your absolute lack of self-awareness. Like, no. you know, just no, like it's acts. Just it's just <laughs> right. It's just all these other bitches, all these other <laughs> old bitches, right? Like it just like, you know, because I'm not like those girls. I yeah. I keep wanting to like give Jessica like some benefit of the doubt, some grace, because I'm like a decade older than this this person right like solidly and, and right like for me exactly right yes we are yeah um you know like a decade and change older than this like hot woman fine um but like I don't know like a lot of this is not just like a lot of this does not feel like she will grow out of it a lot of it feels like you know you're you're I don't even have an end to the sentence honestly but she is like she's acting in such a way that you can't just excuse it by like lack of experience with people and I think you know I didn't watch watch what happens live with her but I saw some clips and oh yeah and tell me because I didn't watch it 
Well, you know, I just like, I did not get the sense from the clips I saw. And I don't remember anything specific that she said. I think she basically was like regretting kind of like being so sensitive in what she had seen back. But I don't think she really like actually engaged with any of the substance of sort of like why people are like reacting badly to her. And Mm. I, I don't think she really gets it. Um, it was interesting because during some of the like, um, like one of the like game, I think it was during a game, not a question and answer thing. Sierra was kind of like um, cutting Jess off a little bit in the sense that kind of I felt like uh, Sierra was being a little bit like, I'm going to stop you from saying anything more. Mm. Um, and that was very interesting to me because I think she knew that like Jess was only going to put her foot in her mouth more after a pretty bad episode for her. Right. Because... <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I'm with you. Like, she's now 25. Right. And I feel like at some point, uh, 25 seems too old to be such a hater towards other women. Well, right. Yes. Like, you can be, like, I think, you know, when I think back to when I was 25, like, I'm pretty sure I was still making plenty of dumb decisions about, like, men and dating and whatever else. But, like, Mm. I'm pretty sure I had graduated into the phase of life where, like, I did not assume that women were the problem and more right. of like the opposite where I think I graduated to the phase of life where I was like, the women are not the problem. Yeah, exactly. Oh God. I hope she learns somebody in the metaverse got to teach her. Um, <laughs> somebody get it out. I don't, I don't, I, I don't know enough to make a metaverse joke. So I'm going to actually like <laughs> pull the plug on that one. To me, it's just like the Sims. That's all I can picture. I, I really I'm don't just know like, true. <laughs> I think of like the little like Mark Zuckerberg, like, bitmoji looking bullshit that like has you know i've seen pictures of and whatnot i don't know (laughs) i'm I'm not ready to join the crypto this mother's day celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from blue nile whether it's for your mom a mother figure or yourself as a mom find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Not at all. Um, So the guys all go outside. And Corey's still trying to defend Jessica. Like, you know, I just feel like she thinks that everybody's trying to project their past relationship trauma onto our relationship. And it's like, no, not even close. (laughs) That is laughable, Corey. And I felt like Corey kind of started to change his tune once he started to actually hear from Jason and Luke, like what was being said. And he was kind of like, oh. (laughs) Because Jason asked Corey, okay, well, what is going on with your relationship with Jessica? And he's like, I don't know. This is like fucking vacation. There's no way we're going to go from zero to dating in two weeks. So Luke goes, yeah, I mean, that's realistic. But also uh, Jessica fully thinks you guys are dating. So yeah, <laughs> like she said, you're dating. Yeah. Corey's like, oh, 
What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my god. So then Craig Hag wants to look over and Jessica's like full uh, you know, single white female. She's in the window. In the window. Oh my god. So fortunately he's like, yo, uh, Jessica's in the window, like, hey, sh- keep it tight, bro. <laughs> so Jessica's like asking Corey, oh, can you come inside? Please speak to me. And this is the stuff that really irks me about girls. Like, oh, let him yeah. breathe, give him space, let him finish a bottle of Pinot with his boys. He, he doesn't need to be with you all the time. Jessica's acting like a big brother, you know, like when you find a relationship yeah. and now you have to spend all day in bed with each other, oh, making yeah. googly eyes, you know? Saying, yeah. It's, it's weird. Yeah. It's weird. Or, or like, you know, like I'm, I'm in middle school, like we like we did like a rafting trip every spring. She's reminding me of like a girl who started yeah. dating a boy like on the bus up from like right. our hometown to the rafting trip. Yeah. And like and now she's like, come into my tent. I just want to like, I'm just really upset. And I think that people are like mad yeah. that we're dating now. And you know, this and the guy, like the seventh grade boy is like, I just like held your hand on the bus up here. Like I don't right. I just want to like go like like make like do water balloon shit with the guys outside it's just like it was giving deep like like I said like seventh grade rafting trip vibes summer camp vibes for (laughs) sure for sure it's so sad but Uh, I appreciate it because it's very funny um so it's true inside Paige and Sierra they're actually still pretty pissed at Austin for speaking up and Sierra says Austin was sitting at the head of the table because he's the number one asshole with no manners so oh, he didn't how be long i've been waiting for her to say that yes and then she calls him <laughs> mr b with a simple bitch because it makes you feel like a man <laughs> loved it loved I, it. yeah i mean like yeah she should not like you know put that ire onto olivia blah no. blah blah but like but you know true. i yeah olivia was like bland as hell on the last season of southern charm and like she shot she was shining when she was like calling the men out on their crap and yeah. um you know i uh yeah and i don't blame sierra for having that viewpoint either and like she knows what he's doing he's trying to flaunt this girl and he's like oh yep. here's this girl like she's a total package and she's right sorry like you are simple like you're it's giving hospital cracker like salt free that's really what she is i you know i, I don't know what to tell you no, I, like, correct yeah <laughs> it's just like yeah and and it's, it's like it's actually like pretty fucked up if you like think about the way that austin treated treated sierra who is like and and then kind of like it felt like sort of defaulted to sort of like a safe bet in yep. some ways which was like you know like <clears throat> blonde number five on southern charm Exactly. I'm sorry I, that probably sounds mean and I don't mean to like totally no, diminish I mean, Olivia as a like... person but like there's a dynamic there that's that troubled me when it started up a thousand percent and don't get mad at me I'm not calling her a cracker I'm just saying that she's bland like a cracker we've all had one in our mouths okay don't don't come for me okay um so just I think we like... just found the line where like a conversation that you and I would have had on our own and yeah. then we realized this was being <laughs> recorded for wide <laughs> for a wide audience we right. both like, eh. <laughs> I just think like a lot of women of color black women who have uh you know been in a situation where a white guy is like pretends like he likes you but then ultimately just goes back 
you know, and he's been playing all these head games with you because he yep. just can't nut up to the fact making that it seem like he's like taking you seriously as a serious option for him. Yes, and then shocker, and then, he uh, yeah, and then, he yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, um, so Jessica takes Corey inside. And she's like, you know, I'm just like. I'm just stuck in this house with a bunch of people who are in like a fucking psych ward and you know I'm being made to feel like the ugly duckling and Rachel fits in but I'm the hottest one here what I I, yeah (laughs) Rachel fits in but I'm the ugly duckling right that's 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 so like disgusting and low and like to me is only like you are only calling her ugly. There's no other interpretation of that. Exactly. Like, think about what you're actually saying before you say it, girl, because the implications are very clear. <laughs> like, Correct. It, it, I mean, my God. I'm so, like, Rachel is beautiful. Yeah, and not like, only is she, like, stunning. Reflects, she's she's a like, fucking smoke show. <laughs> absolutely. And not only that, but she is, like, interesting as hell. And I yeah. don't mean interesting as, like, a oh all those tattoos and piercings like how interesting it's more of like she's already stunning to me and then she's just like like her tattoos are interesting to me I find her piercings very like striking in a way that is like interesting and beautiful to look at it's just like it is it 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 really made me very angry because it, it there's just no other interpretation to that other than like something about her is like not pretty and I'm pretty and right. everyone's treating me like something's wrong with me but I'm actually the hottest one here right and if we're in the business of comparing people I would choose Rachel like a thousand percent before I ever chose Jeff like Rachel's objectively hot that there's no debate for that like she's so stunning correct and I would stunning. choose Lindsay a thousand times over Jess as well by the way right like the fact that they're trying to anybody is and i'm including craig in this like trying to act like and Paige, yeah act like Lindsay's some sort of ugly duckling like what are you guys looking at it's <laughs> it's stupid. insane it's, it's just stupid. like and it's just it's very like and it's just so insulting because it is both like reducing the women to their looks and then also like like insulting their looks yeah so it's both like oh, you're actually only as good as how you look and actually you look really bad. Exactly. Um, It was really icky. And I I mean, I think the only reaction we heard from Corey was just stop it. But I didn't really understand like what that, like I wish they, I I wish we had like gotten a better sense of like how he actually reacted to that. If it was sort of like, stop it, you're still on camera or Mm -hmm. like, you know, like, that's actually like a, yeah, like kind of like that's, that's not a good thing to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, Lord. Um, so then Jessica asks uh, Corey if they want to watch porn together. But as soon as they get in the bed, Craig FaceTimes him. He's like, oh, bro time. Let's let's go hang outside. He's like, yeah, cool. Let's go. And Jessica's like, I mean, no. Jess is also just, I just, yeah, I just have to pause right here because it's like, we have not yet used the phrase pick me in this, but like, it is no. just like, pick me behavior after pick me behavior it's like there I'm the hottest one here do you want to watch porn with me like okay like we get it all right you know like like uh, Jillian Flynn gone girl I get it like fine (laughs) you know cite the the you know the guy's girl whole thing right like I I understand but just 
like it's so textbook it's just so cringeworthy very very oh god like this is not interesting girl um (laughs) so yeah he gets up and he's like i'm gonna be back in 10 minutes she goes what time is it like ma'am she's gonna set you a timer right right and he knew he was like don't worry about it i'll just i'll be back in 10 minutes uh we should re- let the record reflect that technically he was gone from 12 12 to 12 35 which jessica did make sure to tell him that was not 10 minutes no so. that's like what 12 uh, 23 minutes Can yeah you know, the that's, horror, you know the horror. just it's too many minutes too many like, minutes no, you can literally it's not like he's going to the club you can look out the window like you did 10 minutes ago and just watch him like what you could have also gone him? out with him to be honest yeah. like that that itself would have been weird but at least like she would have been participating in the group stuff a little bit right like right. i mean she's she's separating herself and insisting that he separate with her right I'm like i don't really want to defend Corey much in all of this either like Corey's kind of still icky to me a bit but like Very. let this man live let him go downstairs for 20 minutes with his boys like he's gonna like you so much better if you just do that than sit there and whine and complain and check your clock was this the episode or was it the last one where he was like i'm just gonna get a glass of water she's like no i'll get it for you yeah that was last week oh my god like (laughs) oh my god let this man out of your grip honestly uh, you she's got to find some shame somewhere somewhere in there she's got to find some Uh, so we find out that the next morning it happens to be Paige and Craig's six month anniversary. Did you feel like when you find out somebody's pregnant in their first trimester and you're like, my God, are you still pregnant? How are they only? <laughs> I was like, how is like, this only six, six months? months? <laughs> <laughs> it feels like they've been together for two years. At least, like, I feel like we're knocking on three years, but six months. Yeah. Well, that's also interesting when you think, I think it's because like they were sort of in the pseudo, like, it's because of like in summer house i guess they weren't like exclusive yeah. right or or whatever they're calling it um and but it like they were still kind of acting like they were or like they were kind of making us feel like they were right. plus like we know they were we knew they were together for real so i think it's just sort of like the whole timeline has just felt like oh god so long and and, and i feel the same way about carla and Lindsay, by the way so i'm not I'm not trying to let them escape from this wrath, but like, oh yeah. By the way, since you were very much more pro Carl and Lindsay, how did you see now finally getting to see them in action? Excellent question. Um, I think like so. I think that they're going to be so boring to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like their relationship is like okay. If the relationship is not itself solid, which it appears to be, they're putting lots of effort into making it look solid. Mm-hmm. And what is like the construction of a relationship if not that? I, I'm not trying to like be cute or talk around this stuff, but like I think it's obvious that like everyone's gonna try to come for them in Summer House. I am very curious to see like what they actually do that merits that, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. Because how I felt when they came in was sort of like, oh, I get it. You're trying to like kind of like take them down or take Lindsay down and save Carl or whatever you want to say about whatever the narrative is but like there's not really a lot of substance behind this right like the whole thing with like Austin and Lindsay and the post Amanda and Kyle wedding night thing like we like we were just saying like 
if it did happen, I don't really care about it. Lindsay and mm-hmm. Carl don't really seem to care about it. The fact that they like tried so hard to make it happen just feels more about like affecting Carl and Lindsay than it does about like actually caring about whatever Lindsay might or might not have done. If it's right. the same in Summer House, I, I have a feeling I might be more on Carl and Lindsay's side, but like, you know, I, you know, this and, um, anybody who's heard us talk about summer house episodes before knows, like, I love Danielle. I am dying to see what causes the rift between them because like, I, I don't know, like, I mean, I assume I'm going to be on Danielle's side, but like, there's a part of me that kind of wonders if it's going to be more ambiguous and it's going to get caught up in sort of like a whole anti Carl and Lindsay thing. And it, it yeah. might, and I might end up being more on the fence. So I don't know. I don't know if that really answers it. It's like, you know, it's just boring to see them happy together, but it like, <laughs> good for them, I guess. Great. Yeah. I don't need to see them in like matching skinny jeans. Like it just does nothing for me. Um, it is but, funny, yeah. right? Like it's objectively like, what, what? <laughs> can we like like it is sort of and there's something kind of poetic about like the summer house like story being the Carl and Lindsay story Mm -hmm. all along we didn't know um yeah I'm most interested in seeing what happened between Danielle and Lindsay and also what happened between Kyle and Carl because yes if Kyle's concerned about this relationship tell me more tell me more like same 100% that's yeah. really it, right? Like, and if Amanda is like actually concerned, like, like don't make it, don't latch on to what Austin is saying, like, right. and in an <clears throat> attempt to protect Carl, Carl or whatever it is. If it, if there's like real stuff, you're right. That's actually that gets down to maybe like really what's at the heart of it for me and what I, I said a lot without actually like getting to that, which is if they're actually concerned about this relationship for reasons I want to hear what the reasons are and I want to see them talk about it if yeah. like Craig and Paige are mad because like Carl and Lindsay kind of stole their Bravo couple thunder if like Kyle and Amanda are kind of mad because they've spent like you know six seasons on Summer House being the shittiest couple in the house and now like <laughs> Carl and Lindsay are swanning in and everybody loves them like yeah. if it's that kind of stuff I if, if Danielle is mad that like Carl and Lindsay are getting engaged before her and Robert, I'm not saying that's it. I'm just saying like, if, if that's the kind of flavor to things, mm-hmm. I'm going to have a hard time not being on Carl and Lindsay's side. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, really interested. I really am. Um, I also want to know, like, how did Danielle and Sierra form a friendship with each other? Yes. That's, that's another and thing. I'm, I'm happy about that. Like the, yeah. like Danielle, Sierra, Maya, like kind of trio that I've, I think we've seen on social media a little bit. I love it. Mm-hmm. I want to see more about it. I want to see how it happened. I want to see them in action. I, that is exciting to me. Do we know if Danielle and Robert have broken up officially? I was literally about to ask you the same thing. Okay. It kind of <laughs> seems like it, doesn't seems it? Like it. Yeah, yeah, it seems that way. Which is um, a bummer, but yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. Okay, so Craig makes uh, French toast for Paige, and he says he's so corny. He's like, you know, I always pictured my life like a Hallmark movie. Like, you know, we're in this picturesque town. It's snowing. I'm with this girl that I love. And I'm burning French toast for her. Right. (laughs) I've spent a lot of my time here being a wasted, drunk mess and not living my Hallmark movie moment. So 
he gives her his the burnt french toast and he says hey um i just want to know if you were you know interested in maybe moving in with me in charleston for a couple months and so she's like yeah no problem i will think about may and june um so i mean good their baby the baby voices i need them like it's mostly craig but Paige does it back every once in a while and i'm just like i just need it to stop (laughs) (laughs) just it's it's killing me i i can't if you're gonna be a hallmark movie man i'm gonna need you to be like eddie cyprian or (laughs) something of that nature like you gotta know sorry i haven't thought about eddie cyprian in a while and why would you you know (laughs) why would you um so yeah i mean she agrees to move in she's like "Ah, i guess i'm moving down to the south y'all like okay um i'm assuming they're going to be filming and then they'll probably go right into the winter house i'm assuming this is what's happening like southern charms filming Mm, yeah and then they'll be doing summer house i I, that has to be what's happening but um yeah i mean okay like yeah you don't i don't really see how this relationship is going to work honestly i think craig needs to move to new york yeah i think i mean and it's interesting because i actually think that is what should happen but i wonder if Paige might move to charleston like i don't know like not (laughs) not feasibly i don't think it's happening anytime soon but like if they were to actually try to like be like okay we're gonna like try to move away from the whole like i don't know i don't know but like maybe it's also because like i think i don't know i'm maybe i I don't have this full let's put a pin in this analysis and i'll come back to it in summer house okay okay. (laughs) um i also feel like southern charm's gotta be on its last days right like yeah i think it's trying to fund this uh just move just move to and you might be safer there safer in the summer i think it's because what i was trying to articulate and couldn't quite get yet and i still don't have it yet is i think craig perceives himself as the bigger star between the two of them Laughable. and so i think that he <laughs> would expect Paige to move for him and yeah. part of it is also and i think part of the reason i could potentially see her doing it even though she is like clearly very new york mm-hmm. um there is an element of like bigger fish in small pond smaller pond that craig benefits from oh, for and sure. i can see her kind of being like well okay like there's kind of you know i i, I could see her responding to that kind of um there's environment like way, there's way more of a market for her to be like a new sort of fashion blogger exactly down in the south than for him to chill his that know, is exactly coastal, coastal pillows up in new york <laughs> yeah that's it um so yeah we'll see we'll see uh so jason invites rachel on one like last date but it's they're clearly snowed in so they have to plan it indoors and you know the girls ask rachel how she's feeling after the whole jessica stuff she's like you know i just feel bad like i wasn't trying to just you know dog on her and that wasn't the point it's also her birthday i just don't want her feeling bad on account of me um kyle wraps up his storyline if you guys weren't paying attention, which he would have, it, Kyle's storyline was him not working on Loverboy for two weeks. And so he did that. So congratulations. Fully forgot. Um, when you said like Kyle wrapped up the storyline, I was like, what? And I was like <laughs> interestedly listening to what you were saying. Like, what was it? 
No. <laughs> uh, Luke got to tap a punch, bunch of maple trees. Nobody gave a shit. So there, no, Luke. That. I'm um, sure somebody gave a shit as she... Sorry, oh. I just, that was my awkward segue into talking about Ashley? Luke and Ashley Darby. Can we believe that she is now currently in Minnesota? Just she is in Minnesota with him. <laughs> I love it. I don't know what we're doing, but I'm having a great time. That's exactly it. You, you, that's it. Like, I don't, like, I'm not looking for, like, longevity. I'm not no. looking for marriage. I'm not looking for, like, stepfathering. I'm looking for Ashley Darby's having a great time. Luke appears to be deeply enjoying himself with her. She, yeah. like, she's fun. Clearly, she's fun. And uh, I'm happy for them. I want her I, to, like, tap all the trees. Right. So to speak. I love that Luke's love language is uh, flying girls out to Minnesota. Like, <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> to me. <laughs> I love that, like, they're just with each other, like, every goddamn weekend. It's wild. It's so cute. I don't know what it is. It's so cute to me. It really is. And I'm hoping, my theory now is that now that we've seen everything that happened in Winterhouse, that was probably the reason why Luke wasn't invited to Summerhouse. Yeah. But I want him back. Me too. And I want Ashley to pop by. Oh, that's, that's, you know, I have been thinking this whole time that it was more likely that we might have a quick Luke cameo on Potomac but mm. I would actually I, I mean I would love to see Ashley in the summer house that would be so nice for, to see her with people who are her own age, her age <laughs> even though she's younger than most of them which yeah, we really need to take into account <laughs> yeah well she I mean she would kind of bridge the gaps between like you know the 80s babies and the 90s babies yeah. so wild <laughs> Like, are she and Amanda the same age? They might be. She might be the same age as Danielle? Yeah. I think she's 32. That's so Oh, crazy. oh, that's even younger than I remembered her being. I think you're right. Yeah. I, I thought in my mind she was like 34. And I think Danielle is like maybe she's 34. 34. I don't know. But she's, she's like. definitely younger than Carl, Luke, and Lindsay. I know that. Yeah. Sure. I think um, she's like a somewhere between, if I had to guess, like somewhere between 88 and 91. Like yeah. in terms of being born. Yeah. Oh, yeah God, that's so funny to me um, yeah so Austin tells Craig like he's been saying oh I need to have this conversation with Sierra because she blanked him last time as she deserved to and Craig says in a confessional something like you know Austin and Sierra haven't had the conversation to divine like what they are and they need to but here's the thing like y'all are in this position where you were never friends you were just like something else and then he shit all over you and your relationship and the summer house and now the winter house and this conversation doesn't really need to be had because you guys there was nothing to come back to right i, I so i actually wrote down what craig said because I, I really like i was kind of surprised how much i agreed with the first part of it which was he said i don't think sierra and austin have made each other their ex yet and i was like yeah. huh like that is and but you're but you're right right because they were never friends and they were never actually dating so like you can't really have like a let's define the relationship so that we can define what we're not anymore mm -hmm. kind of conversation yeah. but like um the idea of like kind of making someone your ex like starting to think of them that way I think is important and I totally true. think it's true that neither of them had done that yet and I think Austin was like Austin. hung up 
exactly because austin spent like a billion years hung up on madison as being like my ex my ex like yeah you broke up like a fucking year ago why are you acting like this um so austin i mean this is mostly on austin um and because i think by the end of this like sierra is thinking of austin as an ex and i think that is great for her an ex everything and god bless god bless so jason creates this like her rachel's garden party um he makes a fire it's like a really cute moment they do a little paint and sip situation with each other and listen rachel is not into this man she doesn't want to have sex with him she thinks he's very nice very lovely he's been a close confidant and all this but she doesn't want to fuck him so you know great i mean what is there to talk about i know i know she's not interested in him at all not a bit so i'd like you to come over and meet my cat and bring my luggage up can you drive me back to brooklyn thank you so much (laughs) but good for her and frankly like good for jason in the sense of like i feel like he also understood this right like Mm -hmm. he did this like he he made an attempt with this whole like here's a date kind of storyline for them but like eh, you know (laughs) there was no it wasn't gonna be much but it was like sweet to watch them right like you know i'm fine with it sometimes you need to just like you know have somebody to kiss and just go on with your day you know sometimes it's nice sometimes it's nice i might need to look into that myself anyway um (laughs) rachel does take jessica aside to say listen i'm not really that mad at you you know don't worry about it but jessica tells her i don't want to act like i don't know what you're talking about because i do like i know i offended you and i'm sorry which okay is great but she also said that shit earlier so i don't really care (laughs) If, if that scene in the middle hadn't happened, like, or if they had not shown it to us, yeah, editors being what they are, like, I would have actually said, like, I think Jess handled this, like, pretty well, blah, blah, blah. Right. But, like, knowing what she actually said, like, I don't really care what she's saying to Rachel's face because I've already, I already know what she said behind her back. Exactly. Exactly. The truth. So, yeah. um, so for Jessica's birthday, Kyle and Amanda are trying to act like this theme of through the ages is actually for her just because it happens to be her birthday, but it's not just to be clear. They're just trying to make it work. But um, this was one of my favorite theme parties yet. Is that weird? It was good. (laughs) Like, I just, I don't know. Like I kind of liked not the theme itself, but like how everyone like interpreted it and like what everyone did. I was like, this is, I like this. (laughs) I appreciate that they take their costume work seriously. I do. Yeah. I do. Um, but cut to Jessica. She's on a FaceTime call with her sister Amber talking about Corey. Corey doesn't want to be on FaceTime. He doesn't want to show his face. She's like, why do you always run away when I'm on FaceTime? Like, girl, that might be why. Because he doesn't want to meet your family. Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> want your family to know who he is. That's that's why, Jessica. That's why. <laughs> then she's like going on and on to her sister about like Ugh, oh, embarrassing. you know I've gone through the stages of being really into him and then I was scared and then she holds up her hand she's like now I want a ring on it girl it's been a week girl. <laughs> it's been a week a literal week a literal <laughs> week oh my god so for the party Craig and Paige dress like parents she's got a pregnancy bump Craig says he knows somebody back in Charleston who has a pregnancy fetish. Like, please tell us who it is. But I know. I, he, like, I don't know. Like, I had my guesses, but I don't know. 
my guess immediate was Thomas. Uh, couldn't possibly be Shep. We know how he feels about babies. <laughs> I actually also wondered, like, JD, because didn't JD's wife have a bunch, JD and his oh, wife yeah. have a bunch of kids? T- triplets or something. Yeah, who might be it? I don't know. It had to be somebody that we know. It had to be. <laughs> I, I think so, too. Yeah. Oh, my God. Sierra decides to dress up like a sugar baby, which is only a stage of life for a certain set of people. Sierra, yeah. I don't know if you were telling on yourself on that one but we'll move on um uh everybody says that that, you know they go around the table to say what your favorite moment was since being here i usually don't give a shit about this but we have to mention that Corey was like my favorite day was the second day when we went skiing and you could see jessica being like he's not talking about me oh my god i know at all you just said she's and he did that very intentionally yeah because she had just gone and she had just said that her moment had to do with him. Like he very clearly was not going to like, he didn't reciprocate that intimacy and At instead all. was like, oh, bringing, making it about like, you know, like the group and like, I'm part of the group. Yeah. Yeah. That was so <laughs> <I laughed>. purposeful. <laughs> Me too. I laughed at that. But then Corey whispers, I want to eat your pussy. And so I guess all is forgiven <laughs> in that moment. So. <laughs> Oh, mate, my God. Paige then tells Austin, if you want to have a conversation with Sierra, you can use my room as a neutral territory, right? So he gets Sierra and she's like, in a confessional, this is page three of Austin's book. He's like, just apologize for all your bullshit and just quickly move on. So he tries to start, but Sierra's like, listen, clearly there is a great hypocrisy with you blowing up over me sleeping with somebody before I even entered the house compared to me not wanting Olivia to stay here which was a direct reaction to his inability to stop looking at Sierra's boobs and it was like let me just bring somebody else here because I can't control myself right it's (laughs) also like I mean you know her like having sex with somebody he doesn't even know who it is he doesn't have to ever have to see or hear about it Versus, like, him bringing, like, a girlfriend, quote-unquote, alleged, um, like, into the house that has to be around her all the time and that is going to, like, try to integrate with her friends. Like, it's so different. It's so different on, like, the emotional level. Right. And he's going to do the most performative shit, like, kiss, make out with her in the corner and act like, woo, woo, woo. Go over the top for her. Like, he probably never does in Charleston because, one, you guys aren't in a relationship. This is some fake shit. Yeah. Secondly, um, you know, like, girl, come on. Like, he's so stupid. And he's going to manufacture drama of, like, oh, my God, is Sierra upset about this? And, like, take Sierra aside to, like, talk about, like, well, I'm not trying to upset you. Like, you know, I don't want it to be weird that, like, I've moved on. Like, uh, yeah, we, this was a, this was a concerted playbook to get more camera time, frankly. And, like, she should not have to play along with it. And I'm really glad she didn't. Agreed. He reminds me a lot of Javi from Teen Mom, who mm. he has another baby mama aside from Kaylin, mm-hmm. and he's not interested in either one of them. But what he is interested in is the drama that happens when he's in a good place with Kale, so that he pisses off the other baby mama. Right. Or if he's in a good place with the other baby mama, then his and Kale's relationship fails. It's just like, oh, I love the the drama of these women that I don't even give a fuck about. And I them. get to be the prize in between them right like they're fighting over me is really what like the kind of like vibe 
that he gets to put out there. Yeah. Sick. It's bullshit. It's such <laughs> bullshit. Oh, he's such a sick bitch. Javi and Austin, the both of you. Um, <laughs> so Austin then tries to claim something of like, you know, it's just, it's just really hard to know where the line is with you because we have a history and there's emotions. And, you know, I don't know if we should flirt or not. What? What the fuck are you talking about? You have a girlfriend. What are you talking about? Allegedly. Yeah, I was just going to say, allegedly. <laughs> um, and all of this is like capitalizing the allegedly, right? Like, I mean, yeah. everything, nothing Austin has done on Winter House has made me feel like Olivia is his girlfriend. No. <laughs> just, I'm no, not even no. sure he's ever slept with her. Honestly, like, or even gotten it up because of her or, you know, like at the thought Well, of they her. had like, zero chemistry on Southern Charm. Zero. <laughs> zero. <laughs> Uh, like not even as friends who I think correct my god um it's so stupid like I don't know why he's bringing up like oh I don't know we have this push-pull flirtation thing and I don't know where we stand with that it's like that's absolutely not a conversation that a guy with a girlfriend should be having but okay um so then he's like you know Sierra tells Austin the two weeks that we spent in this house were not worth it it wasn't worth you coming for me every opportunity you got didn't like it I don't know what you're talking about bro and so Austin's like you know I hear you he doesn't I hear you but um you know I just want to know what you need for me in order for us to have a friendship because that's important to me selling a little or a lot Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. No, it isn't. No, it's really not. <laughs> not, it's, not he, it's important to him to be able to say, well, Sierra and I are fine. We're friends. Like, right. Everything's okay with us. It's important for him to like, Austin to has done a lot of work to construct himself as like a good okay. guy like yes. yeah capital letters like a g g like mm-hmm. um and he's been destroyed by winter house last season summer house like you know i think like southern charm hasn't really well no i mean i think there was like he was he benefited from some decent editing in the last few seasons of southern charm but mm. like this is this is image rehabilitation for him like that's what he's for trying sure. to do here with everything he's doing with Sierra and like all of these little conversations he's having this whole like Lindsay trying to touch my dick thing making Lindsay seem like the aggressor and he's just sort of like you know caught in the middle with you know his good friend Carl like all of this is attempting to make himself look good 
And why on the fucking planet would you tell Sierra that Lindsay tried to touch your dick? Why would you tell her that? Correct. On what point? You guys are not friends. Why would you tell Amanda that you're not friends? Why would you tell Paige that you're not friends? None yep. of you guys are friends. Like, what was the point of that other than to stir up drama and, uh, you know. And make it seem like Lindsay is always coming on to him. Right. And he just like, you know, Lindsay invited me to the house, kind of like pulling that back in because like, oh, I think we like texted about this before, but just like, I, I, I wish that I had like a good map in my head of sort of like what episodes of Summer House were airing in the two weeks that they were in the house. And so like what people re- were reacting to, because like, I think that was a big part of it too, right? Like there was yeah. a lot of like, audience blowback on like Craig certainly on Austin and just like on the whole situation being blown up between like Sierra Austin and Lindsay that I think is also playing into some of how they were like acting here Mm -hmm. um but I don't I wish I don't have those dates I mean it was definitely the one where they kissed was one of the episodes and I think it was like the whichever one before that so the yeah I think you're right Lindsay's like oh I think Austin's gonna stay in my room and Sierra gets pissed off oh yeah 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 uh those episodes so oh my god he's so stupid I truly if I never see that face again I'd be forever grateful I really really would I just I don't want to see him on summer house this season like Craig like I accept we have to um but like I don't I don't want to see Austin there and I'm just tired I'm not even mad anymore I'm just tired. I don't want to see him. (laughs) (laughs) And so is Sierra. She's just like over it. She's just over it. So Sierra says, listen, I can't have the type of the relationship that where you're always popping off at me all the time because, you know, I just don't do that to you. So I can't have that to you. So then she says in a confessional that she spoke to her therapist and her therapist told her, you need to do what you need to do to protect your peace. And then we see her tell Austin I'm at a point where I'm done and I just need to keep my distance from you and for that we say amen correct 100 percent oh thank you Sierra I've been wanting to hear those words from you since the moment that man's Muppet mouth touched yours in the hot tub in Vermont a year ago (laughs) <laughs> did she did Andy ask her about the status of their relationship on Walter I don't I actually don't know I um okay. oh yeah I should yeah yeah no I I wish that I like had watched the whole thing so I could see what she said mm. well may wonders never cease. let's let's yeah. pray out that the the cold war has remained I really really hope so uh so downstairs the party's still going Corey's making Jessica some sort of milkshake or something she's like yeah this is gonna make me have sex with her last tonight Jessica yeah that's what i want cold. before sex a right. bunch of dairy <laughs> cold dairy <laughs> and liquor in my, in my stomach thank you um so see uh jessica decides oh i do like the girls again she's like I, all i want for my birthday is for Corey to say that he wants me to be his girlfriend so that's really <laughs> awesome. um so he comes over he gives her the milkshake they go downstairs and jessica goes the girls were asking me if I was upset that you didn't name me as your favorite part of the the trip. They asked me that. that isn't that weird? <laughs> what but do you I, think I, about them saying that? Yeah, like just very much a like, yeah, like what would it be like if I was mad about that? Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> Again, very seventh grade rafting trip. Truly, truly. I have literally done this in, in middle school. Be like, yeah. I'm going to tell him that my friends were asking and then way, that way he doesn't think that I want to know. Like, I don't care. They I don't care. Know. My friends just thought it was weird yeah. that you said this thing. <laughs> I know for a fact that I've done that in middle school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have like visions of like having this conversation in a tent. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Being like, he's never going to get it. I got him. He's never going <laughs> to catch on to that. <laughs> oh my God. So, oh my gosh. So Corey tells Jessica, well, I really wanted to say that my favorite night was euphoria night, which was the first night that we kissed, but you know, it's really hard for me to show my emotions. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, okay. Like, this is a problem. It's like Corey is playing the hell out of her. All of this is a line. All of this is like, he knows how to like, you know, wrap these things up in a way that like makes himself sound good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just like, she's falling for every single part of it. And that right. makes me sad for her. <laughs> like what she's taking from this is though he's just you know he's just a little bit emotionally unavailable and he, he needs time and I can help him put those walls down yeah but what he's saying is I'm emotionally unavailable because even if that was true which it isn't that was not yeah. his favorite night he is favorite times were shred the gnar with you not there okay that that's the yep. truth we're having sex was- with you because he wanted to have yeah. sex with you right or he wanted yeah. to have sex with somebody and, and you were there. So Right, um, yes. He wanted to have sex with a very hot woman. Yes. Exactly. The hottest woman in the world. The hottest woman there. <laughs> um, Planet and the metaverse. <laughs> in 3D and in 4D. So, yeah, I mean, what she's not hearing is I couldn't even, even if it was true, you'd say that you're so emotionally unavailable that you can't even say that you like her in front of a group of probably the most sensitive guys that we've ever seen on reality tv kyle's crying every goddamn minute um craig (laughs) just wants to have a hallmark movie moment with his girlfriend jason need i say more who (laughs) luke luke who just wants to tap maples and make igloos yeah luke who like sings song on his guitar and like you know (laughs) sings to the trees like and even austin who's like constantly talking about his feelings like if this isn't the safe space i don't and the toms the toms were there (laughs) get real get real my god um yeah she of course accepts it hook line and sinker and she's like well what you know she asked him about dating right and he's like yeah like i like you for sure i do I'm just worried about the distance, right? And she's like, you know, it's just hard for me to say that we're leaving here dating when we're very much in vacation mode. So Jessica's like, well, why is that hard? And Corey's like, well, it just feels rushed. So she's like, okay, well, I'm done. And she gets up it's, and leaves. It's interesting because like one part of me is like, you know, obviously like responding negatively to, maybe not obviously, but is responding negatively to what Corey's saying because it's like, oh, guys always do this, right? Like, just, like, slither their way out of a commitment. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least in my romantic history, that is not an unusual thing. It has happened once or twice before. Right. Um, but, like, then I pause, and I'm like, Corey's 100% correct, though. 
they have been hooking up for a week and they don't live in the same city and they barely know each other like of course like in what world would they leave here exclusive that's absolutely bonkers and if my friend was telling me that you know that 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 was going to happen with someone they were dating I would say like that would be bonkers to assume that you would leave exclusive after a situation like that right with a guy who's trying to open up a gym in North (laughs) Carolina and you live in Los Angeles and the metaverse like girl how do you honestly right give it a month you know yeah I mean, if this was the end of Summer House, you know, maybe I'd be open to the conversation, but like, it's been two weeks yeah. and you didn't kiss until night seven. I'm not, right. um, yeah. Wild. It Wild. is rushed. It would be rushed. <clears throat> Very. And Corey would be an asshole for saying something that was more ambiguous than what he said. Agreed. For yeah. sure. For sure. So, okay, it's the final day. Everybody's leaving. It wasn't really a whole lot of fanfare. Um, Corey checks in with Jessica about where they're at. And Jessica says in a confessional, well, I've just gotten so used to waking up with him. This has been, what, five nights? Five mornings, maybe? (laughs) Tops. We're doing all these activities together and it's hard. And so Corey tells Jessica, I just want to see where things go. So then we see Jessica in an interview. And the producer's asking a question like, you know, I think Corey really likes you. But Jessica looks down on her phone and then she holds it up and Corey's actually calling her. So she's like, oh, you know, I mean, it's stupid. Like, I hope you're saying nice stuff about me. Well, I think I am. We saw the preview, the very short teaser for Summer House in which Corey enters the house with another blonde. Definitely not Jessica. So did you see that yeah oh uh I actually didn't realize that he came in with another blonde um yeah in part because like I I what I when I saw it I had to watch it without sound on so I didn't like get the full impact of the teaser um so that's even but this also felt like a little planned to me um like oh I'm gonna be like recording like you know filming my confessionals like at this time like you should call me or, you know, oh, maybe I'll call you. Like, that would be funny if, like, I call you in the middle of that. Like, it, it gave me that vibe. She probably accidentally, I'm using air quotes, called him um, and he called her back. Like, hey, what's up? She's like, oh, my God, I'm in my interviews and that's so wild. Like, I was just talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Oh, my God. So, yeah Austin leaves he tries to give Sierra a hug and he's like you know I just want you to know that I hear you and I hope everything turns out better for us in the future she's like "Uh uh-huh I hope you have a nice trip to Charleston bye she paid him dust and I loved it I was like (laughs) this is um I think like there was a part like she said three things because I watched this kind of like she said like yeah yeah Mm-hmm. and that, like in response to things that he said and then she said like well I hope you have a good safe safe trip back or whatever else and I really was like hoping for just a third like uh-huh just like <laughs> but even still like I just loved it I want to see her ice him out like that you know what if he comes on the summer house and she just like ices him out the whole time I'm in I would love that yeah I love that um god so that was basically it I mean it ends with Sierra uh craig and and uh the other one <laughs> <Page>. <laughs> uh 
page closing the door on the winter house and being like, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, you know, see you next year. So do we have any, any thoughts, anything that we didn't address? You know, I was thinking like, I think part of the reason I like liked that last theme dinner they had is like, there was a moment like kind of before, um, they started going around the table talking about their like favorite moment or whatever when like Paige was like uh pretending to burp the baby that she had like mm-hmm. um Amanda and Kyle were like pretending to be old people somebody was like I think maybe even Paige like because the scenes were kind of like cutting through things but somebody was like um like had a like a money gun you know thing that they were mm-hmm. like putting at Sierra the sugar baby and then yeah. like um Corey the teenager said something like you know teenagery and I, it was like a dynamic where I was like this group dynamic is working for me and that yeah, is the first it was the first time I'd felt that way in winter house maybe ever because it's always felt like such a strange like like shoving together of people for the last two seasons where they're mm-hmm. kind of feeling each other out awkwardly and finally this last episode I was like this is both fun but I very much know you're all gonna fight and this is the dynamic that I want in the summer house winter house universe and um yeah I mean that's why like I'm not like mad at the idea of them doing a third season um but you know I'm also glad that like the new the new little kid on the block southern hospitality is like now in the mix I'm, I'm not mad about that I need to start watching that, right? You do. You okay. you do need to watch it. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm not going to be like, um, oh my God, it's the best show since like Vanderpump Rules. But like, it's it's enjoyable and like it is hitting the spot in a way that some of the other shows on Bravo has not been for me recently. And I'm actually dying to know what you think about all of them. All of okay. them. I'm dying to know what you think about all of them. All right. Well, cool. So it's serving a purpose for you until we get to Vanderpump and, and summer house in February. And I think like, because they're, you know, mm-hmm. like the first season, they don't know how to like conduct themselves. They're all so oh, young. That. Um, it, like, even though they're coming in, like when Vanderpump started, you know, not only were they frankly not that young, but like <laughs> there was like, not like the same kind of reality show formula yet like Mm -hmm. you know you weren't as like camera aware and like the messiness was much more real and there wasn't as much of like a social media influencer kind of angle to it yeah um so these like the people on southern hospitality are much more like influencer adjacent already and like they kind of know how these reality shows go already and yet despite those things like they're very young and like very messy and it's it's been fun for me to watch um I might be an episode behind but I I don't know I've enjoyed the like first ones they've done so far at least all right well cool uh, yeah I will, you've, you've put the battery in my bag <laughs> uh, Maya thank you so much for recording this with me this was a real treat as usual uh, anytime as you know <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have a happy holidays but you know we'll be talking soon I'm sure absolutely like I said southern hospitality I expect a text when you okay. when you hear how that goes I, I I got you I got you for sure all right you have a great day girl thank you bye